Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. been saying, I don't care if they're Democrats or Republicans, whether they're my friends or whether they're my foes. You follow the money, and it'll lead to most answers involving political corruption. And oh boy, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, wears $5,000 customized suits every day, not off the rack. Where do you get the money for those customized suits? I know Frank Carone gave him a gift at $350,000. That's illegal. Yeah, that's illegal. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, well, well, what's illegal between friends, right? Yeah, friends of Eric Adams. All of those who contributed to his election the first time. Boy, what a mistake that has been for the city. And all those who continue to contribute as, believe it or not, Eric Adams... Swagger man with no plan as this city just slips into the abyss. Is holding fundraisers after fundraisers for his re-election effort over my dead body. But people are lining up with wheelbarrows full of money. Especially those who want those juicy, big, fat contracts to be able to house the illegals, provide services to the illegals, and do it under the cover of the mayor who has declared a state of emergency in response to the illegal alien crisis that he has created himself. And now there's little, if any, transparency because it all comes under the cover, not of shelters, not of uh, of uh, services provided singularly to the illegals but under the humanitarian emergency response and relief centers every time that my wife Nancy goes on a deep dive, try to find out how much we're being ripped off for, they've got to redact it because it's not listed as a shelter. It's not listed as hotel, no-tells, holiday, and expresses any longer. They're listed as humanitarian emergency response and relief centers. And friends of Eric Adams are making money hand over fist, millions of dollars because they're getting the contracts. 
And it's all due to the generosity of Eric Adams, the Papa Chulo of illegal aliens, the guy who stood at the Port Authority when the first buses rolled in from Texas and said, who's your daddy? And it's been a gravy train ever since for the illegal aliens. Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Um, that is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. Yeah. And, in fact, we have 188 emergency migrant shelters that are being bankrolled by us, the sucker taxpayers of New York City, and a number of no-tell motel hotels that cost a fortune to lease. And then, of course, there are those that are categorized under the Humanitarian Emergency Response and Relief Centers, which means that all the information is redacted from us. In fact, remember the battle cry of Eric Adams when he was first sworn into office as a state senator in the year 2000 in Albany. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So understand how Eric Adams operates, and most officials, whether they're Republican or Democrat. It's always show me the money. Can I hear that one more time? The very first public statement made by the newly elected state senator of Bed-Stuy, Crown Heights at that time in 2000. State Senator Eric Adams in the well of the state senate in Albany before family, friends, other state senators, and lots of lobbyists and the media. But the lobbyists were there licking their chops because they knew, they knew, that Eric was subject to being bribed, wine, dined, and pocket lined. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So as we're taking in 2,500 illegals a week, sometimes more, the expenses are mounting up. As an example, New York City is spending $69 million alone on one private firm to staff the immigrant sh- uh, shelters. And you said, so, wow, who is this firm, Lou and Justin? One firm getting $69 million, and there's no vetting process, there's no bidding process. Gee, well, how good could this firm be? Well, as Nancy Sliwa of the Sliwa Wrecking Crew has done her deep dive as any attorney, we see that the $69 million has gone to this Essay. You ever hear that term, Justin, in the movies? Essay. Amigo hombre. Essay. It's a perfect name for a company that's dealing with illegal aliens who view Eric Adams as their essay. $69 million to the Essay Group LLC. Always LLC to cover up who the actual owners and operators are so that they won't get swept up in investigations. So the city is ready to pay $69 million to this SA Group LLC to provide temporary staffing at its sanctuary sites, according to the Department of Homeless and Department of Social Services, hopelessly corrupt right down to the marrow of their bone. They're all corrupt there. 
Yeah, City Hall, go ahead. Call upstairs to our bosses and our owners and operators and tell them you want me fired. You want me suspended. You want me to make an apology. Hey, you can kiss my collective two cheeks on my toches. Formed in 2012, can we go through, Justin, the litany of the different names that this corporation has had in order to avoid lawsuits and other problems? In 2012, it was called On-Call Council. Then the name in 2015 was changed to the Tempositions Group of Companies. Then in 2016, the name was changed again to the Tempositions Opus Company. Then in that same year, it was changed to Opus Staffing. Then in 2023, it was changed to TCG Search. And now it falls under the banner of SA Group LLC, a bunch of crooks. Come on. You tell me a corporation that's had six different name changes, and I'll tell you that reminds me of guys and gals who used to not pay the rent, and then on Friday night they do the bird. You know, you'd show up on Monday and all the furniture was cleaned out of their apartment. And <laughs> These are grifters. And now we're going to do the deep dive. Every one of these corporations that's making money by providing the ancillary services to the illegal aliens that you as a citizen don't even get. The homeless, the emotionally disturbed, the veterans who are American born and raised, who may be down on their luck, who may have a problem controlling their mental or physical faculties. They get bupkis. They get ugats. They sleep in the streets, the subways. They sleep on park benches. Just go to the recent video that I did. You can see it on my social networking. You go to WABC. It's been posted there on the social networking. It's a disgraziata. It's a shanda. These are black people. These are the people who elected Eric Adams. But there's no money to be made from them. No, the money is in the illegal aliens. Can I hear his battle cry again? This is, this is how Eric Adams and City Hall operates. It's City Hall for sale. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Hmm. So I'm calling out City Hall. What the hell is this? $69 million to the S.A.S.A. Hombre Amigo Group, LLC. What services are they providing? Why is it that since 2012 they've had six name changes? Six name changes. What would that suggest? A little chaos, a little subterfuge, nefarious ways of doing business, trying to avoid being sued, trying to avoid paying your debts. You're damn right. And what's this nonsense that you now, every time you open up a house for the illegal aliens, it's called the Humanitarian Emergency Response and Relief Center under an emergency executive order so that you don't have to be transparent. You don't have to show your expenses. And the taxpayers, we have to just keep paying this outrageous amount of money for the non-Americans. And yet for the Americans who are poor, poverty, impoverished, indigent, who have a whole uh, group of physical and mental health issues. They're forced to live in the subways, live in the streets, live in the parks. This is Eric Adams, New York City. He has forsaken our people. He has embraced illegal aliens because that's where the money is. 
talking about? This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. of truth. Ladies and gentlemen, you should know that a week ago today was high noon here at WABC. Marching in here with some of the biggest mockers in law enforcement, elected officials who were demanding that I be forced to apologize for what I was saying about the Gilgal serial killings, the police response, the lack of it, the lack of official response over 13 years. And, in fact, they were led by Patrick J. Ryder. You know who Patrick J. Ryder is? He's the police commissioner in Nassau County. And he wrote a letter. And he said, we're demanding an immediate retraction on the air by Mr. Sliwa. It is instructive to note that Mr. Sliwa is a liar and has a record of hating cops. Really? You can kiss my ass, Pat Kreider. You can kiss it. because. Earlier today, on the Sid Rosenberg show, he had on the guy that I suggested a while back when I was ranting and raving about the Gilgo Beach serial killings. The former state senator, Republican conservative, from the 4th State Senate District of Suffolk County, Phil Boyle. And listen to the question. And listen to Phil Boyle's answer. Now, I bring Curtis Sliwa, Phil, on this show, 705, every weekday morning. And I know McKay's talked about it and others, but Curtis has been really, really detailed in explaining why between that, uh, that, that compound, I guess, Oak Beach and Burke and the former DA and all these people, that there was a 1,000% chance that they purposely kept the FBI out for years in these uh, Gilgo murders because some of them, including the former police chief, were involved in very tawdry instances, including sex with prostitutes. And Curtis has made a very, very good case. My feeling is you agree with Curtis to a certain extent. Am I right? I agree with Curtis completely. Uh, there's no question. I blame this entire problem, this cover-up, if you will, on two people. Uh, Jimmy Burke, the former police chief, who kicked the FBI out of the investigation, and Steve Ballone, our county executive here in Suffolk County, who had just uh, become county executive when the body started to be found along Gilgo Beach. Oh, outgoing county executive Steve Ballone. And isn't it interesting that a Friday ago, when it was announced that architect Rex had been arrested the night before by the Suffolk County Police Department, that all of a sudden the missing in action Steve Ballone, outgoing county executive in Suffolk, surfaced on uh, 
John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby's 5 o'clock roundtable discussion. For me, I've lived this the entire time. I've been county executive. I'm 12 years here. This really started uh, 13 years ago uh, with the discovery of uh, Melissa Bartholomew's body on December 11, 2010. And, you know, this is there's. This is a case that obviously has garnered national attention. There's been tremendous amount of uh, noise, conspiracy theories. Noise and conspiracy theories. So that's what he was accusing me of. And yet his colleague, state Senate, state legislature, close to 20 years, Republican conservative Phil Boyle, had this to say about exposing the connection between the crooked Police Chief Burke and Steve Ballone, the county executive in Suffolk. What would be Steve Ballone's motivation to hire a guy who clearly was a creep and then not fire a guy? What would be Ballone's? Because this is where we could get really. What would be Ballone's motivation? Well, I'll tell you something. Newsday did a story about this. It's very interesting. It, it, for those not familiar, out here in Suffolk County in 2009, 2010, we had a very popular county executive named Steve Levy. Very popular guy. The police hated him because he didn't give him raises or whatever. But Steve Levy was a very popular county executive. And he also had $4.3 million in his, his campaign account. Uh, suddenly, he drops out of the race, out of the blue. And everybody's like, what happened? Malone was his Democratic now, opponent and suddenly went from the complete underdog with no chance of winning to our county executive. We found out, Newsday discovered through unsealed documents, that Burke – when he was he wasn't police chief at that time, obviously he was a, a high-ranking official. Tom Spoda, our former county uh, uh, district attorney, who went to federal, who is still in federal prison, and Chris McPartland, who was Tom Spoda's top aide, uh, colluded and conspired to kick Levy out of the race. They had some uh, uh, personal information, perhaps, to embarrass him. Said, "Get out, or we're going to make this public." Uh, and so that's when Levy dropped out. Interesting. Going to pick up on that. That's for sure. And so then, great interview by Sid Rosenberg with the former state senator, Republican conservative from Suffolk, Phil Boyle. Talks about why all of a sudden Ballone would then make Burke his police chief. My point at the time, and I was very vocal at, at the time, I want to know what that dirty deal was to make Steve Levy get out of the race. Did he commit a crime? If he did, then charge him. If he didn't, then leave him alone and run for county executive. We, to this day, we've never found out what that was, why Levy dropped out of the race and why Steve Ballone was elected county executive. Obviously, when Ballone got there, he said, hey, I, I owe this guy Burke. He got me the job. I wouldn't be here without, uh, uh, without Jimmy Burke, so I make right. him my police chief. Ah, more connection of the dots. So I guess is State Senator Phil Boyle a liar? Patrick J. Ryder, Commissioner of Police of Nassau County. You want to demand an immediate retraction on the air by former state senator Phil Boyle? Of course not. Because he's hit the epicenter of this conspiracy, this cover-up. It's not the lie that's the worst. We know politicians lie. It's the cover-up. And then we get to the heart of the issue in which I have said that it was Burke and the officials in Suffolk County who did not want the FBI involved in the serial killing investigation way back in 2010. I wanted this FBI involved from day one, and they should have been. We would have caught this guy a decade ago if the FBI had never been kicked out of the, uh, the case by Jimmy Burke. You think about it, Sid. So Jimmy Burke, 
by every description, even when he was a regular cop, was a wild man. No impulse control. Uh, just and People have described him to me over the years as out of control. This is the type of guy you do not want as a police officer. Forget about making him police chief like Steve Ballone did. Um, he was, uh, Jimmy Burke, his girlfriend was a sex worker, uh, Louita Rickenbacker. She was also a drug dealer, convicted of both of these things. And yet she was Burke's girlfriend. Uh, and Steve, Lee, Steve Ballone knew this when he made him the police chief. Gee, why would people come on these airwaves, uh, Justin, and make it seem like Burke was really a swell guy? I mean, could you get any worse than Burke? According to one who knew him well, former state senator Phil Boyle, Republican conservative of Suffolk County. And then we get to the heart of the matter. My contention that I believe that I will take to my grave, that that gated compound on Gilgo Beach, where all this activity took place, involved not just strangers bringing in prostitutes and hookers off of Craigslist from out of state, which would have meant a man charge of federal crime being committed, but also involve police officers and politicians from out in Suffolk County. Sid asked Phil Boyle that question. Now, this place that Curtis keeps telling me about is at Oak Beach. Uh, if, if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm not fine. Uh, he said that some of these girls would show up there, and some of these guys, maybe even a guy you just mentioned, would frequently have sex with these girls in that compound. In fact, Shannon Gilbert, one of the first girls to go disappear, stay, she crossed state lines, not supposed to do that. That's a felony from Jersey into Long Island. She was one of the girls that was there. Curtis swears some of these officials were involved in those acts at that specific compound. Can you confirm or deny that? And then he gives his answer. Well, I can tell you I, I was not there personally, so I, you know, I have firsthand knowledge of it, but I do know that police officers have been going over there to parties, high-ranking police officers in the Suffolk County Police Department at a place called Oak Beach, which was basically right across the street from where the bodies were ultimately discovered. So it wasn't far-fetched that once these bodies were discovered, they thought there was a police uh, connection there. Hmm. I would say, uh, what do you think, Jess, about 90% of uh, agreeing with me? Without naming the officials that were there. I know who you are, officials. I know who you are, top cops. You can't hide. You can run, but you can't hide from me. You could send all your flunkies. You could send all your guys, you know, police commissioners, police chiefs, elected officials, former elected officials. And you could demand that I do a retraction, that I do an apology, that I be fired, that I be suspended. But guess what? The truth is the truth. And it all gets back to the singular issue. Why wasn't the FBI allowed to investigate the serial killings of these prostitutes in Gilgo Beach back in 2010? No question that that that. Burke wanted the FBI out because the FBI, if they were hanging around looking for the, the, the serial killer, would probably happen upon his friends uh, in Oak Beach doing things that cops shouldn't be doing. Straight up. You got a beef with me out there, ladies and gentlemen? Well, then your beef really should be with the state senator, Phil Boyle, Republican conservative. Where do you think I got some of this information from? Not all of it. And I've told you every step of the way here on the most powerful radio station in the world.
where my evidence, where my backup has come from. And instead of everybody pausing and saying, wow, Curtis has done the deep dive with his wife, Nancy, the ear turning, they've come up with information. And remember, my wife grew up out there in Bohemia. Nancy grew up out there. It may be a large county, but there's a small town mentality. Everybody knows everybody and knows everything, especially when things are happening on the South Shore. So, uh, Justin, uh, could you contact the police commissioner uh, of Nassau County here, Patrick J. Ryder? And since a week ago, he sent a letter, very vicious letter, uh, to our owner and to our management here demanding an immediate retraction on the air by Mr. Sliwa. Well, at least he called me Mr. It is instructive to note that Mr. Sliwa is a liar and has a record of hating cops. He said, I'm a degenerate liar and anti-cop. Yeah, you know something, Commissioner? How about we take a poll amongst your men and women in the Nassau County Police Department? And I wonder whose side they would take in this battle. Your side, who are you protecting? Or Curtis Lewis' side, who wants total transparency? Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Someone falls to pieces sleeping all alone. Someone kills a pain. Spinning in the silence to finally drifts away. You know, with me, it's always high noon. I either win or lose. If I lose, hey. I'm alive for another day, but I never back down from a fight. I never fold like a cheap camera. I never capitulate. Let me point out right now what is happening in this battle against congestion pricing. All the Republican and conservatives who would be affected by this, elected officials are beginning to put aside their differences and put a bipartisan coalition stop this uh, congestion pricing, which will destroy Manhattan and cause many, many people to continue there to join the exodus out of New York State and out of New Jersey. It started with Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis and Josh Gottheimer from Bergen County, the Democrat. They put together the Bipartisan Congressional Anti-Congestion Tax Caucus. Uh, it started on March of this past year. And uh, it affects everybody coming down south of 60th Street. And then, you know, I couldn't be any more of an enemy against half in a bag Murphy, but I joined him in solidarity, said I'll file a friend of the court brief on his lawsuit against New York City to stop the congestion pricing in New York State, and then Vito Fasella, the Queensboro, excuse me, the Staten Island uh, Republican Borough President, joined him on the weekend. 
But Bruce uh, Blakeman is very important to this. He's the most powerful county executive of the most powerful county, Nassau County. And he is vacillating. He is medzi medzi poco poco. Listen to what he said to Sid the other day about congestion pricing. I've been very, very vocal against congestion pricing. So I've staked a position against it. However, however, whenever an official says, however, it means they're looking for something, something that'll sweeten them up or to make some kind of political deal. He went on to say that his approach to congestion pricing is different than the others. My approach is different. It could change. It could change. That's why I'm saying to everybody out in Nassau County, you got to make Bruce Blakeman's phone sing and ring. If ever he makes a public appearance in a restaurant, wherever he might be, you got to let him know, hey, Bruce, you got to be against congestion pricing because this is going to be a tax dropped on our heads, those who have to go into Manhattan, those who have to drive vehicles into Manhattan, which many are from Nassau County. It's going to break our fiscal back, and we're going to have to end up selling our house and moving out of here south of the Mason-Dixon line. you got to let them know the guy apparently cannot chew gum and think at the same time. Or is there something more nefarious here? Because he lusts to get that casino license from Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, who again is out in California being lobbied by the various interests that want that license. Sands from uh, Las Vegas in Nevada apparently is meeting with her and her uh, uh, emissaries as we speak. What the hell is she doing out in California? Ask yourself that. But here was Bruce Blakeman on that question if he's made a deal to try to to try to influence the ultimate decision of who's going to get that valued license to have all gaming. He wants it at the Nassau County Coliseum. The governor is not going to make that decision, or I, I hope it's not going to be political. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you got to play. This is a, a lifelong politician. He hasn't done anything in his life other than to run for politicians. He's won offices. He's lost offices. He beat Laura Curran, who I thought was an excellent county executive as a Democrat. I know she would be opposed to congestion pricing. She'd be joining Vito Fasella and Murphy and Maliotakis and Josh Gothheimer. He doesn't think the choosing of the winner of the license to be able to have an all-purpose casino isn't political. Can I hear that again, please? Please, one more time. The governor's not going to make that decision, or I, I hope it's not going to be political. It is political, and you know that. Well, maybe Peter King, his very dear friend, can influence him because Peter King, to his credit, has been a big opponent to congestion pricing. Yeah, I, I've opposed uh, congestion pricing. I've been on with John and uh, Cass at night, Cass and Cosby, uh, continually, really, for the last year and a half, I guess, You know, being very opposed to congestion pricing. So who, who the hell out in Nassau County is for congestion pricing? All of you, come outside of Bruce Blakeman's office, go outside of his house when he's at a restaurant, although he spends most of his time in the Hamptons at Suffolk County, as he did this past weekend. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, <laughs> Bruce, 
Bruce, you can't be doing this, Bruce. Uh, you did this on Saturday. You showed up at the Eisenhower Red Course unannounced, and you wanted to play. And you told the golf guys to move all the golfers already on the course to the, the white course and to hold those with tee times behind him to wait an hour. That's an impossible order. And the staff said, we can't do it. And there was Bruce basically crying, yeah, I wanted to play golf today. Four, I wanted to play golf, and I wanted everybody to get off of the red course. What do you think you are, royalty? Do the right thing. Have a press conference and condemn congestion pricing on behalf of your Nassau County residents. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.